Hello, what's your point? You know, I would be remiss if I didn't mention, Garnett, the important role that you're playing on WPKN in not simply independent journalism but making sure voices get out. The reality is that as we talk about social media and criticism and hashtags, conversation, like deep dialogue about these issues is really what we're going to need if we're going to ever get to that point of reimagination. So I just wanted to, to thank you. You know, we've got a list for the revolution, um, and that revolution really is going to uh, have to be one that allows us to, to conquer these inequalities and move forward as, as, a, as a nation as a whole, but also as a community united. Okay, thank you so much. I believe dialogue is very important for the continuation and maintenance of a democracy. One should be tolerant of all views different to yours. It is much better to use words to settle differences than with weapons. You see, weapons destroy human beings. When all these differing views are put together, a consensus should be found to move the nation forward together for one common cause. At the end of an argument, we may disagree but not become disagreeable. It's uh, important to have this broadcast. I'm Garnet Ankle, and I'm still away um, from the radio for a while. And uh, I think it's important for us to um, talk about the current war between the state of Israel and Hamas in the Palestinian territory of the Gaza Strip. And I call Hamas a militant group. And um, others in the West call or refer to Hamas as terrorist. And uh, we'll get to that in a little while. And uh, before we continue, I just want to uh, give my thoughts for today. And uh, two. One comes from Martin Luther King Jr. He said, injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. And the next one goes as follows. What life has taught me, I would like to share with those who want to learn. Until the philosophy which holds one race superior and another inferior is finally and permanently discredited and abandoned, that until there are no longer first-class and second-class citizens of any nation, until the color of a man's skin is of no more significance than the color of his eyes, that until their basic human rights are equally guaranteed to all without regard to race, that until that day 
the dream of lasting peace, world citizenship, and the rule of international morality will remain in but a fleeting illusion to be pursued but never attained. And until the ignoble and unhappy regime that hold our brothers in Angola, in Mozambique, South Africa, in subhuman bondage, have been toppled, utterly destroyed, that until that day, the African continent will not know peace. We Africans will fight if necessary, and we know we shall win, as we are confident in the victory of good over evil. Until bigotry and prejudice, malicious and human, human self-interest have been replaced by understanding and tolerance and goodwill, until all Africans stand and speak as free being equal, and until all Africans stand and speak as free beings equal in the eyes of the Almighty. Speech by His Imperial Majesty, Emperor Haile Selassie, King of Kings, Lord of Lords, the conquering line of the tribe of Judah. This speech was given at the United Nations in California on the 28th day of February, 1968. And I pause uh, just to uh, remind you that a terrorist is in the eyes of the beholder. And uh, during the apartheid era in South Africa, Nelson Mandela took up arms against a wicked racist regime. And uh, he was imprisoned for 27 years for doing that. The apartheid era was one of the wicked uh, injustices that can be done to mankind. You separate people and punish them for who they are, right? And he took arms up. And we have the United States. Even when Mandela was released from prison, the United States government still had him as a terrorist for fighting for his people, right? For fighting for justice and equality. It was Prime Minister Michael Manley in the 1970s went to the United Nations and said, listen, we cannot call Mandela terrorist when he's fighting on behalf of his people against the wicked racist regime of South Africa, right? So we're looking and we say what Hamas did on Saturday, October 7, was wrong. Yes, no doubt about it. And I'll still call Hamas a militant group, not a terrorist. The act itself was a terrorist act. It may sound contradictory. But we need to find a way, or the world need, needs to find a way, how to have Israel and Palestine coexist, living together as Israel, the state of Israel, and Palestine, the state of Palestine. And we should remember, currently, there is no such thing as a state of Palestine, because Palestine is not a state. We should recall that Israel was founded on November 29, 1947, by the, when the United Nations adopted Resolution 181, known as the Partition Resolution. And at that time, the lands, or the land, 
was disproportionately partitioned in favor of Israel. Israel became a state. Palestine was unhappy because their bargain was not fair. They didn't get a fair uh, settlement in terms of the number of people and land. So soon after, war broke out. Right? And it has been like this for the last 75 years. In a news uh, item yesterday, we heard the President of the United States, Joseph Biden, said that um, Israel has a right to exist. No doubt. Yes, indeed. Israel has a right to exist. In the same breath, what about the Palestinians? If the United States and the United States cannot call, it, call itself a fair broker, because the United States has been very, very unfair in the way they deal with the entire situation. Not a fair broker at all. Yes, Israel has a right to exist, irrespective of how the partitions and all of that took place in 1948. We are at this point now. So let's look at how we move forward. Yes, the, the Israelis have a right to exist. But at the same time, the, what about the Palestinians? They are living in areas such resembling apartheid situation. These people live in squalor. How long? Should they continue to live like this? Picture this. You live in your house, your nice house, your bedroom, and I came over there, push you out of your house, and let you live on the street. How do you feel about that? This is what's going on, and there's no justification for war. Right? This was a dangerous attack on Saturday, no doubt about it. In the same breath, we need to understand why things like these happen. And until there is some semblance of justice and fairness, these attacks will continue to happen. Because people have nothing to lose. They don't care about life. And life would be just like nothing at all. So we need to look and ask ourselves, what can be done now? to prevent acts like these from happening again. United States needs to realize that it cannot just willy-nilly say Israel needs to exist and don't care about the Palestinians and their needs. These people can't move. They're like frozen in their places where they live, in the Gaza Strip, in the West Bank, and all of that. So United States needs to come better. And this is very important, you know, because United States gives over $3 billion to Israel annually. That country gets the most in terms of aid than any other foreign nation. Right? So we need to look at this. We need to look at how we as the United States deal with this situation. It's not easy. It's very difficult. It's very tricky. Right? 
but a way needs to be found to get Palestine statehood. And how can you... All right, let's look at what took place in the 1967 war. Okay, during the 1967 war, which is called the Six-Day War, Israel preemptively, meaning they attacked without provocation, they attacked several places, right? The Sinai Peninsula, which belonged to Egypt, they took it over, they captured it as theirs. They went into Syria and stole the Golan Heights. They went into Gaza, took away Gaza from the Palestinians, took away the West Bank from the Palestinians. So you see what happened there? At the beginning, during the formation of Israel, they disproportionately, in their favor, got land, which was more disproportionately than the Palestinians got. But at the same time, they still went, took away the Sinai Peninsula, took away the Golan Heights from Israel, uh, the, the peninsula, the Sinai Peninsula from Egypt, the Gaza Strip, and the West Bank from Palestine. So later, the Sinai Peninsula was recaptured by the, by the, the Egyptians when President of Egypt, Anwar Sadat, launched this so-called Yom Kippur War and surprised uh, Israel and regained the the Sinai Peninsula. So of the, 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 the areas that were captured, only the Sinai Peninsula, which belonged to Egypt, was regained. So, and what of Resolution 242? Do you remember that resolution, that United Nations Resolution 242? And to this day, Israel has not honored that resolution, right? And they're still building, they call them settlements, building houses on land belonging to the Palestinians. How much more can these people take? We need to be fair and just. United States needs to take a stand if they're not saying it outright they need to be talking behind the scenes with us, not hearing to say, you need to give the people back what belongs to them. Israel is not an angel here. And we talk about Israel, we're talking about the Israeli government because the Israeli people are great people. Right? And in all this, successive prime ministers of Israel have done the same, but one, Yitzhak Rabin. He was negotiating peace and, and fairness in he was about to give back the land they took from Palestine. Then he was assassinated. He was assassinated on November 4, 1995. That man was a peacemaker. Right? So we need to revisit Resolution 242. Well, the United Nations Resolution 242, which was adopted in 1967, shortly after the ending of the Six-Day War, 
became a sort of a mantra of all Middle East peacemaking efforts. So until now, we could say the West Bank was given back to the Palestinians. The Gaza Strip is still a bone of contention. The Golan Heights still in Israeli hands. The Sinai Desert, or we call the Sinai Peninsula, was recaptured by Sadat from Egypt, right? So we see that the resolution, the United Nations resolution is still not being honored after so many years, after over 50 years, right? So when we see what's going on, as I keep saying over and over, war is not the way to solve conflicts, right? Especially a situation like this. In the same breath, we should see what's happening. And for the United States government, successive governments in the United States keep saying Israel should be able to defend itself. It's a fact. At the same time, we want the United States to play a better and a stronger role in having successive Israeli governments treating the Palestinians like human beings. You can't treat people like animals and don't expect them to behave like animals. And the United States needs to be a broker looking straight down the middle. You cannot talk about you want to look, you're the bastion of democracy and liberty, but yet you're helping to treat the Palestinians as though they're criminals in their own land. They're squeezed, and if a man is, is cornered, he's going to find his way out, and it's going to be war. And, to, and it doesn't matter what they're doing now in terms of fighting and fighting. Their proxies all over the world will, will, will boost them. I'm talking about the proxies of Palestine. So in order to, to, they need to get to the table long before this to talk about how do we go forward. And, and the, the best way to do it is to give the lands back. Stop Israel. Stop building houses on lands belonging to Palestine. Stop treating the people as if you are an apartheid state. That is what is happening. That is what is going on. And until they come to the realization that these people are human beings like anybody else, these violence will continue to happen. There are no two ways about this. And, you know, it, it's a shame to see what's going on in the news media. People just talking as if, yes, this is a cruel and brutal act. In the same breath, we need to ask ourselves, why did this happen on Saturday? It didn't have to happen. And the thing about war is that usually innocent people are get caught in the middle. Innocent people die in wars. And that's why we need to try to resolve our problems with dialogue. But the United States needs to play a more balanced role. Don't treat Israel as if it can do no wrong. Yes, there are no doubts that there are countries that want to see Israel blown off the map. But as a man of justice and liberty, who would want to see that? Not me. Israel is there already. So let's find a way how 
Israel and Palestine can coexist. If you listen what Benjamin Netanyahu, the Prime Minister of, of Israel, is saying, it would seem as if, as long as he's Prime Minister, there will be no Palestinian state. And that, you, when you behave like that, you only trigger more and more animus against you and your country. You said it the other day, behind closed doors, about not having a Palestinian state. They just want to kick the can down the road and with the help of the United States, giving them billions of dollars every year to, to continue this apartheid system against the Palestinians, a United States that consistently talk about the rule of law and justice and fair play, that's hypocrisy on the part of the United States. And until we have a situation where the Palestinians are treated fairly, there'll be wars in this country, in, in this territory, and in this area of the world. Sad to say. And I keep repeating myself. It is wrong to be building houses on Palestinian lands and believe that people won't rebel against you. This is not an easy way. That's an easy way out. This is a very serious situation. But there must be a way. And I don't, this thing about settlement, there must be a way how the Palestinians can become a state and, and provide for their own people and the Israeli live side by side as two states. Justice and equity demand that this become a reality. Or is it going to be bloodshed after bloodshed and killings and killings? To what end? What can the United Nations do at this time to address this problem? There must be a solution to this problem. And it's in the hands, partly, of Joe Biden, who needs to do more and needs to say more about the way the Palestinians are treated in the territory of Palestine by the Israeli government. And I keep saying, Israeli people are great. It is successive governments who are causing this problem. Need I say more? We'll be back on the air, not quite sure when, but we'll be back. So thank you for listening to this special broadcast of The War in Palestine and Israel, started by the Hamas militant group who resides in the territory of the Gaza Strip.